Welcome to Bodcast, the business of dentistry podcast, brought to you by Practice Plan. Bodcast delivers the best business advice, real life stories, and practical hints and tips to make your practice a more profitable and sustainable business. And now, here's your host. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Bodcast. My name's Fern Lloyd from Practice Plan, and today I'm delighted to be joined with Joanna Hooper. Hello, Joanna. Hello. Hello, how are you doing? Not bad, thank you. How are you? Really good, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we spoke to you before about uh, resilience and, mm-hmm. you know, your business. Um, uh, but if you'd just like to introduce yourself um, to the listeners, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. I sure will. So I've got a very Natalie named business, which is Limitless Peak Performance or LPP for short. And I do something which I call small business leadership coaching. So I help organisations, particularly when they're at the growth phase. So that's maybe growing in terms of people, maybe growing in terms of business or growing in terms of revenue or profits. And I help them make sure they're match match fit for that growth. Great. Well, it sounds super interesting. So um, today we're, we're going to talk a little bit about your career and then also mm. about limitless peak performance. Um, so let's let's go back then to the beginning of your career, because um, I know you've had a, a very interesting one. Could you just talk talk us through it? You know, um, what did you do before here, before yes. your role now? So I suppose um, in some respects it starts with school. I left school with two rubbish A-levels at a time when that meant that you couldn't go anywhere or do anything particularly interesting. There wasn't the sort of the breadth of apprenticeships and alternatives, if you like, to degree uh, courses that there is now. And as a result of which I joined the Royal Navy. And I ended up spending 23 years in the Royal Navy. And at no point did I ever plan to spend that long in the Royal Navy. (laughs) I just kind of started off at the age of 18 and thought this seems okay and kept changing jobs every two years and getting promoted and doing different things and seeing different things and getting different qualifications and then before I know I was aged 40 going crikey what do I do now (laughs) um so at the age of 40 I had a bit of a crossroads kind of moment I thought well I've got two choices either I stay and be a naval officer forever which could be cool or if I want to see if I'm good for anything else, like now's the time, because that gives me like time for a second career. You know, I'm not too old when nobody will touch me with a barge pole kind of thing. So I left and I became a management consultant for a while, specializing in people and talent issues. And uh, I did that for about four years. And I became a management consultant because basically um, you didn't have to be a specialist at the job that the client does. That was their job. You had to be really good at spotting kind of like problems, if you like, in amongst a sea of kind of narrative or noise. Um, you had to be pretty good at convincing other people to do something differently. And you had to be kind of convincing in the way that you communicated. And they felt like things that I could bring from my naval life into management consultancy, um, you know, relatively successfully. One small thing, which was the commercial acumen, which I needed to build quite quickly. You know, how do I create a compelling bid and generate hundreds of thousand pounds worth of worth of sales and stuff? Um, and I did that for four years and I really loved it. But what I noticed was the bit that I loved the most was developing other people, whether that's other uh, other consultants or the client. So I decided to see if I could flip the model and spend more of my time developing people and less time, if you like, doing the consulting and the selling. Mm. And then I set up my own business. So I've been in business now for about three years. Um, And I had what I called three lines of inquiry that I wanted to follow. One about coaching people, something about teaching in some way, and then something about public speaking. Um, And basically, that's what I do now. So I coach people on things like peak performance, but also leadership. I teach people things like leadership, resilience and that kind of stuff. And I do public speaking on all of those topics that I'm passionate about, like leadership and resilience. 
Wow, that is a super impressive career path, I must say. Um, so have there been lessons that you've learned along the way, um, either from your Navy career or from your consultancy career? Yes, I think there's a couple of things, really. Um, I think we underestimate the impact of stress on our performance. So unsurprisingly, in the military and as a management consultant, I've been in some fairly stressful situations, you know, grumpy clients as a management consultant, sinking ship as a, as a naval officer. And um, it's kind of recognising how stress shows up for you and how it changes your behaviour and how it makes you good at some things and less good at other things. Because actually, in my experience, 80% of our performance is down to our mindsets or how we go about things. And stress is an absolute hoover of that mindset. You know what I mean? Mm. So kind of recognising quite how much of my performance in the past has been really compromised by stressful situations, but also actually by confidence crises. Um, yeah. You know, on, at various times in my career, I've had real dips in confidence and that's really shown up in the way that I operate. The other yeah. thing I, I've learned is um, I don't now teach from a position of having got all of this stuff right all of my life. I actually teach from a position of having made some pretty catastrophic errors, you know, both as a leader and as a person and as a performer, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And I kind of teach from that position of, you know, here's the litany of things I've done wrong for you to go from, for you <laughs> to learn from, too. And I think... Um, you know, there's a huge richness to the things we get wrong in life. I think often we kind of sit there and go, oh, I don't want to touch that part of my life because that wasn't a great period or that wasn't where I felt like I was at my best. But actually, there's probably huge amounts of learning in there. Mm, definitely. And um, so when you're working with um, new businesses now, um, is there sort of m the more common issues that you, you tend to come across a lot or is yeah. every business different? So I think it depends um, what I could because I focus specifically on leadership. I guess I spot a couple of things. The first one is something I call accidental monster. So this is where you've got a really nice uh, boss ordinarily or leader of a business and then they dial up the pressure and all of a sudden they turn a bit mean and they don't mean to be. But, uh, you know, stress kind of gets in the way, you know, so whereas normally they talk to you really nicely when they're busy, they get a bit abrupt with you, for example, or um, normally they're really talkative, but when they're busy, they ignore you, you know, that kind of stuff. And and they don't mean to be, and they're really nice people. And if you said to them, do you know that this is how you show up when you're stressed, when you're stressed I think they'd be quite horrified. But that's something I see that is common to, and especially small business owners, because they're under so much pressure. It's normally you know, they've got the weight of the world. They can't sh always share the burden of small business ownership. Do you know what I mean? It's often just them. Yeah. The other thing I see is what I call reluctant leaders. So um, they don't wish to be the leader. That's not what they plan to be. And they want to be just in amongst the rest of the team. Uh, so when you say to them, you know, you're the boss, you've got to make the decision. Oh, no, I can't do that. Well, somebody's got to. So that yeah. kind of reluctance as well as the accidental stuff. Yeah. Um, I think there's a real inequity. So, I, uh, you know, in large organisations, right, uh, even, you know, junior leaders get loads of leadership development. But when you're in the small business world in particular, like it doesn't come naturally. You know, it's not like it's offered to you already. So you've either got to go out and find it yourself or or it doesn't happen at all. And you're trying to left to muddle on on your own kind of thing. And there's mm. quite a large number of us at work in like the small business area. So we're kind of we're potentially having perhaps less negative leadership kind of experiences than perhaps some of our colleagues in larger organisations. And I think that's a real shame, you know, that we're kind of um, potentially living in circumstances which none of us are enjoying. No. And I think that then leads to, I don't know if you've seen any of the health and safety executive stats about stress and leadership. So invariably, if we take time off stress 
if we take time off work due to stress it's because there's something wrong with the leadership around us right so there's something about if we can all get a bit better at leadership wouldn't we all have a much better working experience mm. wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be lovely that would be lovely yeah so what would your advice be then if um someone sort of is having difficulties with uh you know leadership in, in the business or or just working with colleagues in general what what could they do well I think there's a couple of things really so I think sometimes we feel um that we have much less power uh, upwards than we do downwards so often you know we're used to managing people around us and you know kind of playing to their strengths and finding ways to motivate them and keep them happy and things like that and we think that that doesn't apply upwards and it really does so I recently wrote an article called managing upwards which kind of reminds us of how much power we have to kind of shape what goes on around us much more I think than we think Mm. I think um sometimes we lose sight of the journey that we've taken to get us to here so you know we'll look at how far we've still got left to go but we don't look backwards and go well look how far I've come isn't that amazing and also like look how much learning I've done what's to say I can't do that same level of learning again tomorrow or something like that so you know kind of like not losing sight of where we've come from and how much we've grown and how much learning we've done and how how we've gone about that learning and how capable we are of learning do you know what I mean I think sometimes we can lose sight of that I think uh, I always say this expression about thinking about feedback as a gift of even better performance tomorrow so not shying away from feedback but kind of embracing it and seeking it and even dare I say it like from people around us like underneath us you know to the side of us above us because in there will be fabulous things that we can learn from so we can get even better tomorrow. So rather than kind of going, oh, I don't want to hear, actually, yeah, you do want to hear because mm. you can be even better tomorrow. <laughs> and then lastly, and I would say this, wouldn't I, but everyone needs a coach. I think so. Yeah. Like sports players have a coach, right? And nobody bats an eyelid. You know, yeah. tennis players have coaches, golf players, you know, have coaches. But for some reason, we think in the professional space that having a coach is luxurious or, you know, decadent in some way. Yeah. Why? Why? Why not have a coach? You can be even better with a coach. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for uh, sharing sharing your career with us and uh, some top tips from Limitless Peak Performance. Uh, it's been great catching up with you. Thank you very much. <laughs>